Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with some samples. You guys, allergies suck and it really sucks when my nose is all stuffed up. I can't do anything. I can't even enjoy dinner because I can't taste my food. I can't work out because I feel so tired and I'm out of it and just forget getting ahead on recording the show because I sound so stuffy. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I've honestly been using Claritin D for my allergies forever and it's always been my go-to. I know when spring hits, I won't have to worry about my eyes watering like crazy and my nose running like a faucet. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. You guys need to check out June's journey. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Discover hidden clues and solve a riveting murder mystery. Engage with the brain-teasing enigmas of the Roaring Twenties and delve into June's quest to reveal a scandalous family secret. You guys, I love getting lost in this world. It's so beautiful and engaging, and I can't wait to unwind at the end of the day on the couch with this game and a cup of tea. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Are you into the secret histories of exorcisms, Christmas massacres, killdozers, and concert disasters? How about haunted mansions, the Philadelphia Experiment, the Dorm of Death, or candy corn? Then you're going to love Ghost Town, a hilarious and sometimes not so hilarious twice-weekly podcast. On Wednesdays, we discuss the secret history of an abandoned, unexplored, haunted, or mysterious place from anywhere in the world. And on Fridays, we cover an amazing historical failure from any time in history. Ghost Town is 100% safe and legal. We guarantee it. It's also fun, spooky, and can contain a riot, a massacre, a murder, or an arch deluxe. I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And And this this is Ghost Town. Town. And you can find Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. Everybody, welcome back to our podcast. This is Murder with My Husband. I'm Peyton Moreland. And I'm Garrett Moreland. And he's the husband. And I'm the husband. I just wanted to start off by saying thank you to everyone who listens and supports us. The comments we get, sometimes I don't even know what to say because I literally just can't believe that there are so many people who are interested and want to listen to these stories with us. And so Yeah, you guys are so nice to me, and sometimes I just really can't fathom it. So I just wanted to say thank you. I was just thinking about it, and I just was like, I need to say thank you. Everyone's so nice to me. I know. They really are. It's been so cool to see this grow. I know. It's been awesome. Yeah. Oh, well. Garrett, how was your week? It was good. We've had a busy week, but we're excited to be here. Yeah, I got my hair done. Yep, you did. I dominated Garrett in mini golf. That is not true. 
Garrett threw his back out at the batting cages. <laughs> that part is true. <laughs> <laughs> we love mini golf. We go play mini golf by ourselves. Yeah, all we the really time. do love mini golf. Well, only because I'm freaking good at it. So. It's fun though. It's super fun. Yeah, I love. It. Who wants to come play mini? <gasps> Murder with my husband mini golf night. <laughs> That'd be funny. Every stroke we tell a story. It'll last eighteen hours. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask: Do you guys have any suggestions? Uh, from us that you guys want us to do like besides cases i know that there's some podcasts out there that do that so i was just kind of curious like is there any suggestions you want to see from me and garrett that isn't a true crime case and if not then we'll just keep doing this (laughs) we'll just keep chugging (laughs) no but that is a good idea if anyone has any suggestions for cases for i think i just feel like i have a lot of friends now (laughs) more than i normally have and so i'm like oh my gosh i just want to do something i want to hang out Mm -hmm. with my friends but i mean this is hanging out with my friends so i guess i should just that's funny okay so let's just get into it okay i'm going to cite the sources for this week um there is a book called after the eclipse a mother's murder a daughter's search um that that book probably has a lot more intimate details about this case than I could find. So if you want more in-depth, check it out. Um, I didn't have time to read the whole book before we did covered it. W2PCMS.com, archive.boston.com, pressherald.com, dailymail.co.uk, um, and truecrimediscussions.blogspot.com, and also normally... I know blogs can be a little iffy as a source, but this girl claims that she read the book that I was talking about. So I kind of took her word for like a little bit more secure than Mm. others. And then also there's a Forensic Files episode, season 13, episode eight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But for there being a Forensic Files on this, there wasn't that many um, large sources, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. A lot of them were just from the town itself. Okay. So I was really surprised that there was a forensic files on this and it didn't have more coverage. Yeah. That's interesting. 12 year old Sarah Perry is sleeping in her bedroom in the small town of Bridgeton, Maine in the summer of 1994 when she's awakened by a noise. As she comes to, she realizes that her mother is arguing with someone outside of her room. Their house was small, a one-story, and newish, so it wasn't that weird that she could hear the argument from her bedroom. Sarah lays her head back down and nods off to sleep again. As sad as it is, according to truecrimediscussions.blogspot.com, who claims to have read Sarah's book, Sarah was used to her mom arguing with different boyfriends all the time, so she wasn't that, like, stunned when she woke up to an argument in the middle of the night. Mm Mm-hmm. It wasn't that weird to hear those arguments, so Sarah chalked it up to her mom arguing with her new beau and went back to sleep. Just a short while later, Sarah's awakened again, but this time it's not arguing. Her mother, Crystal Perry, is screaming so loud that Sarah knows something is wrong. She rushes over to her bedroom door and peeks out, but she can't see anything. She shuts her bedroom door and hunches down, listening. Crystal, her mom, is screaming no over and over again. Sarah hears the drawers in the kitchen open and what sounds like silverware being jostled. All of this followed by loud bangs. Sarah knows something is seriously wrong. Whatever she's hearing, it's not her mom arguing with her boyfriend anymore. So she's just in her room, correct? Yes. Trying to... Listening. Okay. After the screams and scuffle dies down and she's 12, Sarah has been sitting in her bedroom alone in silence for a couple minutes. She decides that she has to get up and go check on her mom. 
She doesn't know if whatever's going on out there is finished. She quietly opens her door and tiptoes out, looking around for her mom. Sarah stumbles into the kitchen and discovers her mom lying on the ground in a big pool of blood. Holy crap. She cries out for her, but Crystal, her mom, doesn't respond. Sarah runs to the phone in the kitchen and tries it, but there's not a dial tone. She can't get it to work. Next, she tries the phone in her mom's bedroom, but it's the same scenario. It won't work in there as well. Sarah knows she needs to get her mom help. She doesn't understand what's happened. She's scared that whoever hurt her mom is still around, but she knows that she doesn't have time. She runs out of the house barefoot, not even taking the time to grab shoes, and sprints half a mile to the nearest neighbor's house. She knocks, she bangs on the door to no avail. She hits a few more neighbor's houses, but no one is answering. Sarah's freaking out. She continues on, running in total a whole mile barefoot in the middle of the night to the nearest building. It happens to be a restaurant where the owners live above, like there's an apartment above the restaurant, and they let her in, and they let her use the phone. Sarah calls 911 and tells them that a man hurt her mother and she's on the floor of their kitchen not moving. Tired, distraught, and confused, Sarah has done everything she could. She sits back and waits for word on when and if she can see her mom and what happened while she was listening from behind her bedroom door. Wow. Crystal Perry was a single mother raising Sarah. They had recently moved to the small town of Bridgeton, Crystal hoping to make a better life for her and Sarah. Sarah's father, Thomas, actually only lived six miles away from them, but was not involved in Sarah or Crystal's life. Crystal and Thomas had a volatile relationship after divorcing when Sarah was three or four years old. They would argue over child support, hence they did not get along, and eventually he just stepped out. Mm -hmm. Crystal got a job as a hand sewer in the local Sebago shoe shop, according to W3PCMS.com. She had made some friends there, and her and Sarah's life was really looking up. In some of the sources, Sarah claims that she re- she calls back on this time before this night, and she claims just thinking that finally her life just felt secure and in place, and like everything was working out for them. Crystal had a new boyfriend named Dennis Butler, and Sarah just remembers this time of life as being a new start for her and her mom. When police arrived at the small white home after getting a call from a 12-year-old saying that she heard something bad happen to her mom from the room over, they are stunned. The crime scene was a bloody mess. It's quickly determined that Crystal Perry was no longer alive. In fact, she had passed rather quickly. Medical examiners determined that she had been stabbed more than 50 times while Sarah was listening behind her bedroom door. Oh my gosh. She had been stabbed so forcefully that the knife tip broke off and stayed embedded in her head, according to dailymail.co.uk. Someone stabbed someone in the head. That is crazy. Insane. The attack had started in the living room and escalated and then finished into the kitchen. The blood was everywhere. Immediately, detectives have a hunch that Crystal probably knew her killer. It was a crime of passion. 50 Mm. plus stab wounds is intimate and overkill. 50. You know how many? 50 times. Mm -hmm. That is a lot. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. I know. So it looked as if the killer had tried to clean up. There were shoe prints in the blood going back and forth laid out all over the floor and I've seen pictures of a crime scene and it, it is like a Saw movie. Okay. Like there's just, yeah. it's 
everywhere and the shoe prints like you can vividly see the shoe prints the design everything in the blood throughout the floor so he knew he was screwed well i mean uh, he knew he was leaving his footprints behind and this is 1992 i mean it's not like we're in the 1800s here you know like forensic files was running (laughs) <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. you know, um, Crystal didn't have shoes on at the time of the attack. So this was most likely the killer's footprints and they were really big. Investigators found fingerprints at the scene, but they were so soaked in blood and smudged that they were completely useless. Upon analyzing the body, experts found that there were circular blood drops on Crystal's legs that according to forensic files are known as passive blood drops. This means that the drops are perfectly circle because they were dropped straight down from a source that was holding very still. If there had been a lot of movement or Crystal had been standing, the drops would not have looked like that. They would have been messy. They would have trickled down. Okay. This means that those blood drops on Crystal's legs belonged to someone other than Crystal. Mm -hmm. They had to have come from when someone was standing above her hanging and then they dropped down onto her leg. Someone else had bled onto Crystal while or after she had died. Police discovered that these drops made a trail over to the sink and then onto the counter all the way to the paper towel dispenser where they stopped. So they think there's two people involved, correct? No, they, they're just saying that this blood, they like all the scene at the, all the blood at the scene they uh-huh. thought was crystals just smeared all over the place, dropped all over the place. But because these drops were perfect, perfectly circular, and they had been dropped from above, there was no way that was her blood. So in their head, they're thinking, this is the killer's blood. Oh, we have another blood sample. Yes. Okay. Which is like huge, Mm -hmm. huge, because that is hard physical DNA evidence that puts someone at the crime. It's not circumstantial at all. Yeah. Taking charge of my health is all about being super conscious of what I fuel my body with. Whether it's food or supplements, I'm constantly on the lookout for the top choices, and that's why I'm stoked to share with all of you Thorn. Thorn takes a personalized, innovative, and scientific approach to health and wellness with their supplements. They manufacture all their supplements in the U.S. using top-notch ingredients sourced globally. Plus, they team up with leading medical professionals to bring you highly effective nutritional supplements. Whether it's their B-complex, creatine, magnesium, or basic prenatal, Thorn's got all the supplements I need to help promote and maintain my health goals. You guys, I'm actually taking the B-complex vitamins every single morning, and I feel like it enhances my my energy and mood, especially if we've been eating a little bit unhealthy. With Thorn, we never have to question what's in each supplement because they go the extra mile when it comes to quality, manufacturing, and ingredients. Give your body what it really needs with Thorn. Go to thorn.fit slash husband and use code husband for 10% off your first order. That's T-H-O-R-N-E dot F-I-T slash husband code husband for 10% off your first order. Thorn dot fit slash husband code husband these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration the product is not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease once you try bombas you'll never look at socks the same way again they've obsessed over details like foot hugging honeycomb arch support anti-blister tabs and cushion footbeds that feel like pillows for your feet let's not forget their super soft tees and tagless underwear bombas has a one purchased equals one donated mission Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you also donate essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. Today, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. 
Bombas also offers a 100% happiness guarantee. So whether your socks disappear in the dryer or they become a snack for your dog, they will actually do anything possible to replace it or make it right. They've also got this new Merino wool blend socks that naturally wick moisture and help regulate temperatures perfect for that rainy or unpredictable spring weather. You guys, I love Bombas. I literally wear them all the time. I love that every purchase means a donation to someone in need. And it's not just their socks either. I also love their tees and underwear. They're so soft. They pay attention to details. I just really, really love Bombas. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash husband and use code husband for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash husband and use code husband at checkout. When we started podcasting, an online store was honestly the furthest thing from our minds, but now we're selling Murder With My Husband merch, and it's so easy because we use Shopify. And we really do. We use Shopify to sell our merch. I've been using Shopify for years, so it is absolutely amazing, easy to use, so intuitive. I love it. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. And it's great because they grow with you, so whether you're just launching your shop or you've just hit a million orders, they are there every step of the way. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. We've actually tried a couple other platforms before we started using Shopify to sell our merch and Shopify is just the best. Um, I've been using it for years, like I've said, and I just love having control over it and being able to do what I want. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is a global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash husband. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash husband now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash husband. While investigators are excited about the possible blood splatter lead, they also look into the shoe prints. They end up finding a local store that sold the exact shoe that matched the prints left at the crime scene. I mean, that's what I was saying about it being a small town. It mm-hmm. would be so, so easy, easy to find the killer. Yes. Yes. So they end up finding the shoe. It was an Oak Harbor shoe. And this ends up being another great lead for them. They're getting some pretty hard evidence. Mm-hmm. Back in the lab, medical examiners find evidence of sexual assault on Crystal's body. Luckily, I mean, not luckily, but luckily for the investigators, they collect the evidence left behind because he did leave evidence behind. Okay. And so they have it in hopes that they can test it someday against somebody. What's also kind of interesting is I'm sure a small town like this, I mean, this happens, what, once in a blue moon? No, yeah. And the detectives that were on this case, they talk about how this is the case that stuck with them. Like all of them get interviewed and they're like, this was the case, you know, that case you always hear about. So with so much DNA evidence and physical forensic leads, police immediately start questioning and eliminating suspects. The most obvious suspect is Crystal's ex-husband, Thomas. Before the murder, Crystal had gotten into an altercation with Thomas's girlfriend, Joan. It wasn't a secret that Joan did not like her boyfriend's ex-wife, and when they ran into each other at a local bar, she made sure that Crystal knew as well. She had been actually charged with assault charges after the altercation, but they were eventually dropped. Crystal or? Joan. Oh, okay. So her ex-husband's new girlfriend runs into her at a bar. Yes. They get into a fight, and the the ex-husband's 
new girlfriend gets charged with so assault. she gets charged got it yes okay. no yeah crystal doesn't get charged mm-hmm. but the drop the charges do get dropped okay both joan and thomas claim that they were home with each other the night of crystal's murder but this isn't really a standalone alibi because of the history between the three people like yeah. They're each other's alibis, and it's like, well, you guys could have been there together committing it for all we know. Yeah, totally. It's kind of interesting, though, because it would be really easy to decide who did it because all they have to do is take his DNA, correct? So, yeah, so it sparks rumors in the town, um, many people knowing the distaste that both Joan and Thomas had for Crystal and a lot of people suspecting them of being involved in the murder. Keep in mind, this is a small town. Um, but before police could chase down the lead and test the DNA found at the crime scene, um, cause keep in mind that takes time mm-hmm. and money. 12 year old Sarah, the daughter who was listening behind her bedroom door to the whole murder comes forward with a shocking account. She claims that she actually recognized the voice of the man that was arguing with her mom the first time she woke up. And it was in fact, 19 year old Dennis Butler crystal's new boyfriend and how old is crystal 30 okay so sarah wasn't surprised to hear them arguing that night she had seen them yell at each other many times before dennis had actually pulled a knife on crystal during an argument once threatening her life jeez what in the world was 19 she was 30 many said their relationship was extremely toxic okay with their only witness IDing Dennis's voice, police immediately questioned him about his whereabouts that night and dropped Thomas and Joan completely. Yeah. Um, he claims that he was at his parents' house. But when police talk to his parents, they reveal that they have no idea whether he was there or not, also making his alibi unreliable. That's interesting because I wonder how many parents would have just said, Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he was, he here. was here. I know, right? I think <laughs> you know that I'm saying? too. Like, you better have my back, bro. Yeah, but... I don't know. It's good they were honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? So <laughs> maybe they just didn't like the kid. Yeah, maybe I like, know. Should we just say no. <laughs> maybe he was a troublemaker. Yeah. but that's interesting. So police also determined that Dennis wore the same size of shoe as the prints that were found at the crime scene, although they couldn't find that style of shoe at Dennis's house. Police immediately asked Dennis to take a polygraph. And I think that we have discussed this before on here. Yeah. But I will say it again, Garrett, if something ever happens to me and police (laughs) ask you to take a poly, don't do it. I feel like that's not really a, I mean, I don't know enough about that whole world right now, but nowadays that's probably not a big thing anymore, a polygraph. So this is what I was going to say. They are inaccurate and everybody knows they're inaccurate, but police still use them. So innocent people fell polys all the time. If it comes back as past, they will just continue investigating you and completely throw the polygraph out. Like, oh, well, they come back inaccurate, so we're not going to trust that. We're just going to keep investigating you. But if it comes back as you felled, like it's it's over for you. You probably just sealed your fate. Yeah, I They wa- use them if it works for them. I wonder if they use them more as a intimidation method. Like, hey. Hey. You want to get them under pressure? Yeah. But that's the problem Mm -hmm. is that if you put anybody, I would probably fail a poly because I'd be so nervous that it wouldn't read correctly. You know, like if I'm getting questioned for murder, how am I supposed to be calm? Yeah, Especially if I'm innocent. Yeah. Yeah. So I just don't, mm -mm, don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. I swear if I'm dead and you do it, I will haunt you. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever find that when you're traveling, you can't help but worry about what's going on back home? 
Again, did you remember to lock up everything or close all the windows? It's so easy for those little concerns to nag at you while you're trying to enjoy your trip. And that's why we highly recommend looking into Simply Safe Home Security today. It's all about giving you the top-notch security and total peace of mind, no matter where your summer adventures take you. It's like having that extra layer of protection so you can truly relax and enjoy your time away. You guys, I know that when we travel, it is so nice to just have that peace of mind. You know, it's not only for when you're home and you don't want someone breaking in, but like also when you're away from home and you just want to know that your house is safe. And that is what Simply Safe gives you. There's a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras we've installed. So we have a view of all our entry points. Plus, Simply Safe was named Best Home Security System 2024 by the U.S. News and the World Report. Simply Safe has given us and many of our listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com/husband. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, you guys, Audible is your one-stop app for all things audio entertainment, from bestsellers and the latest releases to celebrity memoirs and gripping mysteries. Audible's library is brimming with countless genres to love and new discoveries to make. Dive into an unparalleled selection of audiobooks and explore exclusive Audible originals brought to life by top celebrities, renowned experts, and fresh voices. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog in including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Plus, you can enjoy unlimited access to a growing selection of audiobooks, Audible originals, and podcasts such as Murder With My Husband. Honestly, I love Audible because I will get into a story while I'm cleaning or driving. Sometimes I get so hooked listening to a story, I just end up finding new places to clean or just end up sitting in my car, which drives Garrett nuts, but I'm out there sitting there. New members can explore Audible free for 30 days. Also this March through May, let Audible sweep you into a realm of intrigue and suspense with their mystery and thriller collection, featuring exclusive new thrillers from their best-selling authors. Their selection is designed to captivate and surprise ensuring your heart rate remains as elevated as your imagination. New members can try Audible for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash MWMH or text MWMH to 500-500. That's audible.com slash MWMH or text MWMH to 500-500. We're jumping into an ad right now. And I, no joke, I've had this question. I think about it all the time because I hate getting sick. Do you ever wonder why some people just don't get sick? One of the reasons you can help yourself from getting sick is Armra Colostrum. Okay, obviously I had no idea that colostrum is the first nutrition we receive in life and is an exclusive source of all the essential nutrients we need in order to thrive. So what's amazing is Armra colostrum is a proprietary concentrate of bovine colostrum that harnesses over 400 functional nutrients to strengthen your immune barriers, your body's inside suit of armor, and the first line of defense against harmful particles from the environment that can trigger inflammation and actually make you sick i'm not saying that it 100 works for everybody because obviously you never know but all i'm saying is i haven't been sick since i started taking it well and the science behind it is so cool armor colostrum strengthens all four layers of your gut wall where 80 percent of your immune cells are housed and it's a rich exclusive source of antibodies that optimize your immune defense during cold and flu season plus in clinical trials bovine colostrum was found to be at least three times more effective than the flu vaccine at preventing the flu we've worked out a special offer for 
Our audience receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash husband or enter husband to get 15% off your first order. Again, that's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A dot com slash husband. So anyways, he takes his poly twice and fells both of them. Immediately, all suspicion turns on Dennis. Police are positive that they have found the guy. Obviously, they haven't tested his DNA against that at the crime scene yet because that takes time and money. But it's known around town that police have zeroed in on Dennis, her boyfriend. I think we've asked this before um, on one of our podcasts, but does anyone know why it takes so long? Like, is the process really that long? I'm just curious. Yeah, so I had someone reach out to me who said that her mom was a forensic pathologist oh yeah i remember that and she was like i'm gonna ask about the whole dna thing Mm -hmm. but i never did hear back and honestly i could probably look it up but i am more interested to hear from one of our listeners if they have like a first hand in that like why does it really does it really take that long i know i don't i mean yeah we both obviously don't know Uh and i would love to know but i also want to hear from a listener and not have to look that up (laughs) yeah and I'm sure all of our listeners would like to know too. So if you do know, get on and comment or write us in and we'll tell on the next episode what we hear. Or look it up and pretend like you knew. Yeah. That works too. Yeah. And then get a free <laughs> shout out. Yeah. <laughs> so Dennis um, tells police, okay, fine. I will willingly give you a sample of my DNA because they didn't want to go through the process of getting a warrant because that also takes time. Um, and he said, I'll give it to you on one condition. If you do come arrest me, while I'm at work, can you please use the back door? Because I don't want you to embarrass the owners of, of the store I work at because they've been really good to me. What? Yeah. So they were like, oh, oh, okay. So police are confused by his request. If you do come arrest me. That's yes. so strange. So police are confused by his request, but not as confused as to when the DNA tests come back. And they don't match Dennis's sample of DNA. Oh, wow. So confused and convinced that they have the right guy, they spend the time and money to run the DNA again. Okay. But it comes back the same. DNA does not lie, baby. Dennis was not the man who left DNA at the crime scene. Dennis did not kill Crystal. Okay, wow. So completely shook. Dennis was the perfect guy for the crime. Investigators turn back to their original suspect, Thomas, the ex-hus. They ask for a DNA sample and run it against the sample collected from the crime scene and from Crystal's body. It's not a match. At a loss, detectives decide to run it against a database of known offenders, and it comes back negative as well. That would be so hard, running the DNA and getting negative on both suspects. Mm -hmm. Because this is a... like. This is such a good case with such good DNA for them. Uh And they just fell every turn. Yeah, that sucks. The town was frightened. There was a murderer on the loose. And from the look of it, it could be a random killing at this point. Like everyone thought that the killer knew her because it was such an intimate crime. But all the suspects in her life, they've tested and it's not them. Which is scary. Exactly. Was there someone out there randomly hurting people, stabbing them 50 times in this small of a town? Which I'm going to say, let me tell you, the small ones are the ones you got to worry about. Okay, I'm just going to say it. (laughs) So there was little progress made on the case after this. A suspect here and there, but nothing ever panned out. It was it was truly turning into a cold case. 
Police were frustrated. They had all the evidence in this case to put someone away without a doubt, but they just had no one to run it against. And you can't just run it against everybody. Like I said, it takes time, resources, and money. Twelve years after the death of Crystal Perry, her murder was a cold case. But that year, in 2006, a man by the name of Michael Hutchinson was prosecuted for a weapon offense charge and served six months in prison for it. Okay. Because it was a felony, his DNA was taken and entered into the database. When submitted, do you know what popped up? A match. A match to a 12-year-old cold case. Michael's submitted DNA matched the unknown sexual assault DNA sample taken from Crystal Perry's homicide case back in 1994. Wow. Now, obviously, everyone involved in this case goes crazy. The magnitude of the calls, the call to Sarah, who had moved to Texas to live with family shortly after the murder and then went on to college. The call to the original detectives who had let this case eat them for years. Back in 1994, at the time of the murder, Michael Hutchinson was 19 years old and lived in his parents' house only a mile away from Crystal and Sarah in Bridgeton, Maine. He worked as a mason for his father at the time, and there was no significant relationship between Crystal and him. When police question Michael, he admits that he was at Crystal's house the night of the attack, but not to kill her. He claims that Crystal and him were having a secret affair. They were in bed together when someone barged into the house that night. He went to check it out when he was hit on the head and knocked out. He claims that when he woke up, the attacker was stabbing Crystal. Okay, got it. Michael says that scared for his own life, he ran out of the house. So instead of like Mm -hmm. getting up and getting the attacker off her who's stabbing her, he just ran out. That's just crazy that that being that small of a town, he... Wasn't caught. Yeah, he wasn't caught or even questioned. And he only lived not even two miles away from her. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, he never came forward, like called the police when he ran out of the house because he says he was embarrassed that he left Crystal and Sarah to be attacked instead of trying to save them, which let me state they didn't need a man to save them, but maybe a witness to help them out would have been nice, Hmm. but he couldn't handle the shame that came with running away. So he never came forward about it. When word breaks that Michael had been questioned in the murder of Crystal Perry 12 years later. His ex comes forward to claim that she doesn't think he could have done it. He had some drug and alcohol problems, and he did show signs of erratic behavior, but not enough to kill someone he didn't even know. That would be a weird experience, committing something, and then 12 years later, it kind of showing up in your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I think you're probably like, oh, it's in my past. Like, I've put that behind me. Obviously, it's a little different because he killed someone. Yeah. But it's crazy to think that he probably just forgot about it and moved on. Exactly. So people are skeptical of Michael's story, obviously, from the start. Number one, Crystal's bed did not look like two people were in it when the attack happened. One side of the bed was clearly still made. And in his questioning, he said, oh, we were both in the bed. But in the crime scene photos, one side of the bed is perfectly made and the other side looks like someone was laying in it. Okay. Um, They knew there was one simple way to know if Michael was lying or not. They had more DNA. DNA that couldn't be excused by consensual sex within a secret relationship. Investigators test Michael's blood against the drops found at the scene 
and it comes back as a match. Oh, finally. Michael Hutchinson was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. He doesn't confess, deciding to plead not guilty and stick to his original story and take this all the way to trial. That's crazy. Prosecutors present the night in question as such. Michael and Crystal knew each other casually. It was a small town, and they lived less than two miles away from each other. He was most likely high that night and knocked on Crystal's door, hoping to hook up. He used a ruse to get in, like, my phone's not working or my car's not working. Can I come use your phone? Then tried to make a sexual advance on her. Mm. Crystal denied him, and so Michael lost it. They began to argue, which escalated to him raping her. All because she said no. Yeah, talk about a guy who can't handle a little bit of... That's ridiculous. So, real quick, the little daughter, the girl, Sarah. Yes. um, Did she just think that she heard the other guy's voice then? Yes, because she they argued a lot and she knew they argued a lot. So, you know, she's 12 years old. She wakes up. She hears yeah. arguing. She's like, oh, it's just the boyfriend and falls back asleep. Totally. Okay. That makes sense. So after he rapes her, Michael, he grabs a knife and stabs her to death. Oh In the process, he cuts his hand, which bled like crazy, dropping the blood droplets over her body and then ran to the paper towel dispenser to clean it up and dropped all the blood drops all the way there. When police first questioned Michael, they saw a huge scar on his right palm. And I saw the picture of the scar and I'll post it on social media. It's a bad scar. Like it's, it's just the nail in the coffin at this point. Mm -hmm. It only took two hours of deliberation for the jury to come back with a guilty verdict. Michael was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Okay. Cops admit in this story that they don't know how they missed Hutchinson, which is what you said. Yeah, I mean, I'm not blaming them. It's just that sucks. And I I like I like that they admit to this because too often do we see detectives and any investigators, anybody, even prosecutors, judges who won't admit to the fact that they had the wrong person, mm-hmm. even if the right person comes to play. They'll still be like, oh, well, you know, like. I know, you know, they won't admit that they made a mistake. Yeah. And these guys didn't put the wrong guy in prison, thankfully. But they were like, we should have known. We should have known. He lived less than two miles away. We never even questioned him. The the town was so small. Like, they've admitted we shouldn't have missed him. Good thing he's caught, though. Exactly. Sarah, the the 12-year-old daughter, is now doing amazing. She's so strong. She wrote that book that I mentioned at the beginning, and it's been acclaimed all over. It's won a bunch of awards. Oh, really? It's about her process of listening to her mother's murder and then going to get help and then how that affected her Mm -hmm. and built her into who she is today. Good for her. That's awesome. Yeah. And so she, according to W2PCMS.com, Sarah says that she remembered her mother as someone who always maintained hope and was full of joy, despite being a struggling single mother. She says that she got her strength from being so connected to her mother. She says, to see her life tragically ended after having worked so hard, I did have this mentality of wanting to continue her project, which was to lift me up and make sure that I had an easier time in life than she had. And I really didn't want this person to have ruined that for her. And she did that. She went on, she went to college. She's now living in New York. She's like doing amazing, became an author, writing these books. That's awesome. Um, and so, yeah, ultimately she's learned how to grow from this tragedy and justice was served. He was put into prison and that's the story of Crystal Perry, the overheard tragedy. 
Dang, we've done what, like 20 of these now? Mm-hmm. And I still just can't. I'm I'm sure a lot of people think this. I just can't comprehend how you can just kill someone. Stab someone in the head? You can be that upset and that angry that you just For what? Because you, you got declined? And like you said, not only was she just got stabbed a couple of times, 50, 50 times. times. That just blows my mind. Yeah. That's just and horrible. to think of a 12-year-old sitting in the fetal position behind her door yeah going what the heck is going on out there i hope whatever's going on doesn't come in here i'm so glad though that sarah was in her bedroom and didn't come out during it yes um you know it just seems like yeah blessing in disguise yeah well because i feel like if he had seen her he probably would have done the same thing yeah my guess my guess is he didn't know her that well they didn't they never talked that people know of he probably didn't even realize there was a 12 year old girl in the house i didn't even think about that that's a good point and i think if she had made noise or come out or done anything he would have hurt her too Mm -hmm. so i mean she's just strong all on her own to sit there and listen to that and then come out and go i don't have any time to spare i don't get to be scared if this guy is still in the house like i have to go get help yeah at 12 there's a lot of these stories where the victims or the people that are involved involved in the cases are just champs yeah i know it just makes you question like i don't feel like i could do it i don't don't know i yeah and i'm just i'm so impressed by these people we talk about even the victims who don't make it yes i'm still impressed by their strong behavior and the way they will themselves you know just to fight through something that should never have happened to them and that's Totally. totally horrific yeah but Anyways, that's the story. Go ahead and follow us on social media. We're at Murder With My Husband on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even TikTok. Okay, even TikTok. <laughs> um, we've tried. Yeah, we've tried. I'm not going to say it's super successful. but If no, anyone has any good ideas for, I don't know, TikToks that I guess we could do, let us know. Yeah, we um we post on social media all the time. I think we're almost to 700 followers on Instagram. Oh, I, we hit 701 as I was walking into the room. Yes! <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thanks. I, it makes me so happy to have everyone on there and to just feel like we are growing this little community of whoever you are. I mean, we've gotten a lot of comments of... I've seen a lot of comments of other women who are like, my husband hates true crime. And now it's like oh, yeah, yeah. amusing. I can actually play it because it's amusing to them to listen to Garrett and be like, oh, he hates it too. Maybe it's more normal than I thought. I know if we ever, you know, I'm thinking big here, obviously. <laughs> but if we ever get big, all the people who hate true crime, they can come sit with me and we can just indulge in it together. And all of us lovers with such good, happy souls can come over and we can just discuss it. <laughs> that's so funny (laughs) not to like put your side to shame or anything (laughs) no i know what you're saying (laughs) no it'll it will it would be awesome i mean i don't know i feel like i have this little dream that like someday we could do a live show and everyone could come and hang out and talk about this but oh we have 700 followers (laughs) we're on our way if we can get all 700 then i think we're good (laughs) hey look ma i made it that's funny but we do have a couple male listeners that are intrigued by this everyone loves true crime. everyone a lot of people love true crime here's the thing is true crime has been something that people have been interested in in the beginning of time literally we used to watch people kill 
each other. Yeah. Like gladiator days. No, it totally makes sense. I, I definitely understand. I'm it. not saying it's great. I'm just saying that people have always been interested in human behavior. And I think most of us listening are interested in human behavior. We're not like, oh, we want to go kill people. We're interested in why people do what they do. And so why do people do these horrific, unthinkable acts? And that's not weird. Yeah. I, I'm happy that I finally have a place now with all of these people on our social media where it's like, we're not weird. It's not weird that CSI is my favorite TV show, you know, like it's totally acceptable. Yeah. So yeah, that's the story of Crystal Perry and everybody share on your Instagram or on your social media, share our podcast. Okay. I love it. And I hate it. Goodbye.